Today's daf is Nedorim daf Chof Zayin, and we are at the Mishnah in the middle of daf Chof Zayin Amid Aleph. Today's daf is being learned for Ilu Nishmas Chaim Malazar Ben Yibadol Chaim Reb Shimshin Aryeh. So we're moving along in the third parak of Masechtes Nedorim, which discusses the Arba Nedorim Shehitiru Chachamim. We've already discussed Nidrei Zruzin, Nidrei Havoi, Nidrei Shkagos, and we're up to the fourth of the Nedarim, which is Nidrei Oinsen. Zok the Mishnah, Nidrei Oinsen. He diru chaveroi sheyoi Somebody was madder his friend that he should eat by him. What does that mean? He said that if you're not going to come eat by me, I'm going to be very disappointed. In fact, I'm going to take some of my nechassim and I'm going to make it usher to you pikoinem. And this person had every intention of coming to eat by his friend because he didn't want to find himself in this koinim situation. However, what happened was he got sick. Or his son got sick. Or he wanted to come, but he found himself on the wrong side of a nahar, of a river. And as a result, he wasn't able to make it. Because we see it as being nidrei oinsen. In other words, this person made a nether. The tonight was, in the event that you're not going to come eat by me, then there is going to be a kind. The person did not come eat by him. As a result, based on the letter of the nether that he made, the nether should be chal. Stating that, being that the reason this person didn't eat by him was related to an oinus, chalohu, chalobanoi, oishe ikvainar, we say that the nether is not chal, and this is the fourth category of nedarim sheitiru chachamim. This is what we know as nidrei oinsim. The Ran speaks out in the Mishnah, and this is really the theme of the way the Ran is mefarish the entire sugya. If you want to see it inside, it's the first wide line. Harei elu nidrei oinsim lefi shaloi ola al daitoi lesser nechosav al chaveroi im loyoy chalimoi elokishayu chalavei beloy oines klal veloyavoi. Intention of this person when he made the koinim was that in the event that you will have the opportunity to come eat by me, however, you're going to choose not to, then I want the koinim to be chal. However, in his das, he carved out the possibility that maybe the person is not going to come because of some oinus, and he clearly had in mind that if that's what's going to happen, he doesn't want the nether to be chal. So that the reason Nidre Oinsen is not chal is because we assume that the person that made the nether never intended for the nether to go into effect in the event that there was going to be some form of oinus. The way the Ran fears eyes. I will call Shenenas but as long as there's a, an oinus, even if it's a little bit of an oinus, because we assume that in those circumstances, this person never had in mind to make the nether. Either way, that is the Mishnah, very, very straightforward. And the Gemara now is going to discuss halachis that are related to the Mishnah. And the truth is, Nidaram Daf Chav Zayin is very much a Shastaf, specifically as it relates to the sugya of Oynes Rachman Apatre. And as we'll see, there's some parallels between the daf that we're going to learn and one of the most famous daf in Shah. How famous? Subastav Bey is famous. So, you know, the first major sugya on in Mesechtis Ksubis is the sugya of Yesha Inis Begetin or Eino Inis Begetin. I know the Shaktu and 
Daf Beis up until Yeshayinus begins takes about a month in Yeshiva. So obviously there's some sugis up until that point. But the bottom of Daf Beis and the days and Daf Gimel and Aleph is the sugi of Yeshayinus begins. As we'll see, a lot of parallels, albeit Beloshen Ketzara and Beloshen Meshuna, to the sugi of Yeshayinus begins. Zok de Gemara, who gavro the atvis sachvas of There was a person that gave. His schusim to Bezin. So the Ran tells us the background to this story. There was a man that Bezin was summoned into court. And this person said that he wasn't ready to be able to stand trial for whatever this dintaira was. And he asked Bezin if he can get a little bit of a deferral. Can you push it off? Now, the Ran says that there's a precedent from a Mishnah Masech to Sanhedrin that there are times that Bezin will allow a person to push and delay a court case 30 days. And that's essentially what this person was requesting. But it sounds like Bezdin wasn't so down for giving him this time. For whatever reason. So he told Bezdin, I'll tell you what, here's my deal. I'm going to give you all my schosim. I have a shtar, I put together a case, I spend legal fees on building my case that I believe is going to ultimately earn me whatever it is I'm trying to get. I'm willing to give you my shtarizachvaso. You can hold it. And here's the deal. If I don't show up in 30 days, then you can just keep it, take it, shred it, and like this, you'll know that I'm going to come. So Bezdin heard that. They were persuaded. It worked. They said, no worries. You have a 30-day deferral. Come back in 30 days. That's when you're going to have your din tire. Either way, for Omar, he said, like we just spoke out, if I don't come in 30 days, I want all my schosam to be bottled. Isn't this for my 30 days came. And this person didn't show up. But the reason he didn't show up is not because he didn't want to show up, but because some sort of oinus had happened. It was chalohu, chalobna, There was some element of oinus that caused this person not to come. Amr Rafuna said, No, a deal's a deal. You didn't show up. I, the reason you didn't show up was because of an oinus. Who cares? At the end of the day, there was an agreement. You signed on it. There was a handshake. And if that's the case, you're going to lose out. Amalei Rava. Some have the gear Sarabha. But Amalei Rava. Sarabha told Rafuna, so what do you mean? The reason this person didn't show up is because he was an oinus. The oinus Rachmana Patre, and we know the Torah always parted an oinus. The the pasuk says Ulenayra leisasadavar. Now the context of Ulenayra leisasadavar is talking about a Naira Murasa who was Mizana. However, she was Nensa. Somebody was Maanaser. And being that it happened by oinus, so the Torah says Ulenayra leisasadavar. She's not going to be held guilty or complicit for this Avera, but we learned from here the klal and the principle so Rava told Rafuna, what do you mean bottle sachvasik because at the end of the day he didn't show up the reason he didn't show up was because of an oinus and we know oinus rachmanapatri and then Rava continues maybe you're going to tell me an unbelievable havamina that the only time you say oinus rachmanapatri is when you're dealing with dinay nefashas so a naira murasa who's mezana birotzen is chayiv misa she got skila so maybe when we're dealing with inyane nefashas there there's an exemption for an oinus. We're not going to give you Misa's best. But when you're not dealing with a sugi that involves Dine Nefashis, maybe there's no parsha of oinus Rachmana Patre. But Rav said it can't be. You know how I know that? So from Gans Shas, how is Rav going to prove that this... The halach of Enes Rachman Patri is not Mesuyim Tafka Tadine Nefashis. He said it's the fourth of Darbon Nedarim. It's Nidri Yonsim. But not Nidri Yonsim. Nidri Rachamesh Yechal. That's the Chalu Hoyish Chalu Benoyish Ikvaynor Harei Elu Nidri Yonsim. Now there's no Dine Nefashis over here. We're dealing with Kainamos, and still you see there's a parasha of Enes Rachman Patri. So Rava told Rafuna that you can't say that. Being that this person at the end of the day didn't live up to his agreement, he didn't show up. As a result, 
we're going to say bottles achvase. Being that the reason it didn't show up was machmas oynes, and oynes transcends dinei nefashis, even though the makar is dinei nefashis, ule nairo loisasadover. But clearly, it's something that's applied throughout shas. How do you know that? The darim daf chavzayin and aleph. It's nidrei oynsin, and if there's halach of oynes, a rava argued with the psak halach of rafuna, and rava said, I hold in that case. Ahu gaver the atvis achvase bebeidino. He said it loyasina talsiyem levat lehanis achvasei isnis falayasa. The halacha is he's not going to lose his chosen because at the end of the day, the reason he didn't show up was machmas oynes. Now the Ran speaks out that rafuna never answers rava's kasha in our sugya. Why not? So it says the Ran, it's not because Rafuna was stumped. It's not because Rafuna had forgotten the Mishnah of Nidre Yonsen, and when he heard it, he was partially embarrassed, and he just walked away very uh, calmly from the conversation. It's to the contrary. The reason Rafuna didn't answer Rava's question is because he felt it wasn't necessary. And he felt that there's a glaring distinction between this case of the person that gave over his chosen to a Bezdin versus Nidre Yonsen and versus any other sugyu of Oynes that you're going to throw. And that is because in this case, the person is literally giving away his schos and his ability to be zakai bedin. And there's a tremendous hefsin moment that's hinging on this situation. And therefore, Rafuna held that if this person was thinking that the only time I am willing to forfeit my schosim is if I don't show up because on my own volition I decided not to show up, but I want to carve out for Oynes based on the general principle of Oynes Rachman Patre, then he should have said it. And from the fact that he didn't say it, that's an umdana that in his mind he was so positive, he was so sure with what he said, that he was willing to walk away even if there's going to be an Oynes. And that's why Rafuna held that the Allah is that even though the Besayf Isnes, but still the Allah is Batul Sachvase. Rafuna knew the Mishnah of Nidre Oynsen. Rafuna knew all the Sugis and Shas where you find not exclusively with regards to Dine Nefashis, but at the same time, Rafuna paskin something specifically in his halacha. In other words, the machloikis, Rafuna and Rava, is not such a global machloikis. This is not a kola terukula macro shas. Gantz Teresh about Patrick Machloikis and how you understand Oynes Rachman Apache. The Rand says the Machloikis is very nuanced. It's in this case where a person forfeits all his chosim in the event of, should he anticipate the possibility that maybe there's going to be an oynus and speak it out, and if not, it's a raya that he's being moichel even in the event that there's going to be an oynus or not. Rafuna held that it's something that's so shriach that could happen and, and something that you need to be cognizant of. And as a result, if you don't speak it out, you're going to lose that. And Rafa said, no, at the end of the day, there's principles and call it terakul of Enes Rachman Apatre, and I don't see any reason that it should be different over here. Either way, despite the fact that Rafuna and Rava are not really arguing based on the Hakdama that we just gave in terms of understanding Oynes in general. And really, the Machloikis was only regarding this specific case, regarding the Ahu Gavra, the Atvis, Achvasa, Bebeidina. But at the same time, the Gemara now is going to ask a few kashas on Rava, which really, based on the Hakdama, could have just as equally been kashas on Ravuna. We're asking it on Rava because at the end of the day, Rava is the one who's talking in our Sugya. Ravuna just walked away. So. We don't really know what Ravun is thinking. Good, the Ran gave us insight, but at the same time, Rav is the Mandama and the Sugya that just said that you say the halacha of Oynes Rachman Apatre, even when it's not Dine Nefashas, even when it's not the parasha of Naira Murasul and Naira Leisasadavar. So the Gemara is going to ask a few kashas now on Rav. It says the Gemara, the Rav, according to you, Rav, why is 
your psak halacha different than the halacha that's mentioned in the following Mishnah? So there was a man that was going away on a trip, and he told his wife that, I don't know if I'm ever going to see you again. I don't know. I may never come back. And I don't want you to be in a matzav of aguna, or more specifically, the way the Ran speaks at, I don't want you to find yourself in a situation where I might die and you're going to end up falling liyibum to my brother. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to give you a get now. Now, I don't want the get to be chal right now. I don't want to divorce you. We're happily married. But at the same time, I want the get to be chal, lima freya, if I'm not going to show up, between now and Yud Beis Chodesh. If I don't show up in 12 months, tell them Afreya Fun Haint to get Shud Bichal. Either way, it just so happened that this person died within the Yud Beis Chodesh. So the Allah is, it's a Mishnah, Harezai Get. The Get is going to be, oh, Get, Faith to Gemara, my. According to you, Rava, why is the get again? And this is mamish right out of the playbook of the sugi of Einoinus Begitin. Why is this a get? This person gave a get ala tonight. What was the tonight? Now, he didn't show up. He fulfilled the tonight. But how did he fulfill the tonight? He fulfilled the tonight through. An oinus, he died. Someone's dead, he can't show up. So if that's the case, and he was mekayimet ba'oinus, so why is it that the gets chal? And still you see it is chal. You don't say oinus rachmanapatre, and you don't invoke the laws of oinus to a situation where a person was mekayimetnai, Albeit ba'inus, so the cash is. So why is it different, rather than your case, where Hahu gavra the atvis achvas of beidina? He said he lo yasnina atal sinyoimin lepati hanes achvasa, and he was mekayimis tonight. Albeit ba'inus, and what did Rava say? Ba'inus ruva anus rachmana patre. So why is it different than this case of get? So the Gemara says, Amri no, there it's different. Dil mashani pasam the e have a yada the miss min laalta have a gomer v'yahav gita. Like the rant spoke out right in the beginning, and we said he keeps on saying it. This is really a sugi more of. What is the person thinking when he's transacting? So what's going through the Neuder's mind when he makes a neder? What's going through the person's mind when he says, I'm willing to be mevatel all my schosim, I'll forfeit my case in the event that I don't show, I don't show up within 30 days. And what's going through this man's mind when he divorces his wife and he says, if this person knows he's going to die between now and Yud Beis Chaydesh, does he want his wife to be divorced? Says the Ran, of course. Because why is he giving her the get? Part of the reason he's giving her the get is to prevent the yibum. Now, if he's going to die, she would end up falling to yibum. So it's not just give a get to sever the marriage. It's to sever the marriage via gerish and as opposed to a misa to prevent the homosexuals yivamis. That's half of what's going on here. And being that that's the case, his das zikr is that if he dies, he wants to get to bichal. So even though it's true, misa is an oinis, and there are times we would say that the person never had in zinin in the event that this is going to be an oinis, but not in this case, because as it relates to this particular oinis of misa, in this situation, for sure, he wants the get to bichal, and it's for that reason the get is chasid. There was a person that said, Again, a man gave his wife a get, and he said that if I don't show up within 30 days, I want to get to be out. So don't do anything with the get now. Let's wait. It's pending, and we'll see what happens in 30 days. If I don't show up in 30 days, then the get to be Also, says the Gemara, he showed up, meaning he almost showed up. He wanted to come, but he was sitting in traffic, and he couldn't get across this bridge that he was trying to get across. And as a result, he didn't show up. Meaning, at the end of the day, he fulfilled this tonight. The tonight was, I'm going to give you a get if I don't show up within 30 days. The He didn't show up in 30 days. But he tried coming. Also, 
he attempted to come, and he was yelling, he said, no, I'm trying to come, everybody saw he was waving, he was trying to figure out a way to come, he didn't want to get to Bichal, Shmuel said, I'm sorry, at the end of the day, you didn't come, and being that you didn't come, and the get was given out tonight, in the event that you don't show up, you didn't show up, you were Mekayim yet tonight, and if you were Mekayim yet tonight, so therefore the get's going to be Chal, what's the Gemara's Kasha, again, a Kasha on Rava, even though according to the Rana, could have just as equally been a Kasha on Ravuna, about Kasha on Rava, the Hamenas on this, at the end of the day, it was annoying, this. I mean, he was Mekayim tonight, but he was Mekayim tonight, but on this, which is, Lechura Mamish, the case, that we began the Daphat, who gathered the Atvis, Achvas of the Beidino, where Rava said, Anasu, Anasu, Rachman, Apatre, so why is this difference? So the Gemara it says, Dilma unza de Megal Yashani could be this type of oinus is different, and the reason is because this is an oinus that's obvious that you have to anticipate might happen. Everyone knows there could be traffic, and everyone knows that it could be you're not going to be able to cross the bridge back in the day. This is the type of oinus which is something that you should have known might have happened. You to read it adarich, and because you didn't read it adarich over here, even Rav is going to be moida that you're not going to have a time to sign this. Really, the Gemara's terrace is very similar to what the Ran said to explain Rav Huna. How Rav Huna would answer Rav's kasha from Nidre Yonsin if you're holding Cheshman. But the bottom line is, what we're saying is that even though it's true, Onusuv, Onusuv, Rechmana Patre, and it's not unique necessarily to Dina Nefashas and to the Sugis of Lenayule Sasadavar, but it's all really rooted in Umdana. So sometimes the Umdana is that. And Khanami, there's a carve out for an Oynes, and sometimes the Umdana is to the contrary, you should have spoken out what was going on. Rav Huna held in the case where you're giving all your schusim over to a Bezdin. If you wanted Oynes not to be included, you would have said it. Good. Rav argued over there. But here the Gemara says, even Rav is moida to such a svara. That if it's an Oynes, that's a little bit more obvious that might happen. So that's something you should have spoken out. The Ran speaks out that really the Gemara is going to shift now and just wrap up the sugya short off. But the Ran says that it's interesting to me that the Gemara never mentioned really the sugya of Yeshayin Nisbegitin and Yeshayin Nisbegitin. And if you go through the Gemara there, the Gemara talks about the snoys and the prutzois. We're not going to chazak ksubas base. But the bottom line is, if you go through that Gemara, that Gemara seems to come out the maskan a little bit differently as it relates to some of the nuances in our sugya. So the Ran says enochinami, but. The Gemara could have maybe said that, but just to make a note of the fact that the way the sugya plays out here in the Dharm Chavzayin is not the same way that it plays out in Ksubas Daf Beis and Daf Gimel. I'm hazarding it over because this is something we're going to get to as a Hashem in a, in a future raid by either way. Zok the Gemara, Ulu Rafuna. A Zaitiga problem with Rafuna. Again, what was the machloikis between Rafuna and Rava? Machloikis was whether it was a person who had it in Torah and he was trying to buy himself an extra 30 days, and Bezin didn't want to give it to him, and finally he said, you know what, I'll make a deal with you. Meaning, Bezin was afraid he wasn't going to show up after 30 days. He said, I'm going to tell you how confident I am I'm going to be here. Take my whole zekel of schusim, you could have it, and if I don't show up in 30 days, bottle, you can keep it, shred it, burn it, I'm going to have nothing to do with it. Lamaisa, 30 days came and he didn't show up. But it was clear, he was able to prove, he was able to demonstrate that the reason he didn't show up was because of anonymous. There was no question there was anonymous that took place. And the question was, what do you do? And it was a machloik, it's Rafuna and Rava. Rafuna held at the end of the day, he didn't show up. So a deal's a deal, you didn't show up, you lose out. Rava said, come on, he was anonymous. There's something called Onus Rahman Apache. So here too, there has to be Onus Rahman Apache. What does Rafuna do with Rav Steiner? That's what we just spoke about. But Rafuna himself, Paskin, Halachalamaisa, that even though he was an Onus, still he lost that. Says the Gemara, Ulu Rafuna. I have another problem. Mechti, Asmachtehe. 
wasn't this whole transaction in the first place an asmachta? The asmachta loikanya, everybody knows. Asmachta loikanya, Jews, machlikas and shas. Where the asmachta is kanya, asmachta is loikanya, but the Gemara says, we pask in asmachta loikanya. I mean that we pask in asmachta loikanya, it shouldn't work. So what's an asmachta? So the classic application of asmachta is the gambler, the mesachik pekuvio. So two people, they wage a bet, whatever the bet is. I think I'm going to win, you think you're going to win. Somebody wins and somebody loses. The question is, could the winner halachically take the money that he just won by winning this bet or not? On the one hand, the loser had a deal. He gave him the money. So, Luchura, what's the Shiloh? Of course he's a ladder. He's not taking it out of his pocket. He's not stealing his credit card. He gave it to him. And it deals the deal. That holds that There's a mandama that holds that even though it's true there was a bet and there was a deal, but when the loser gives the money over to the winner, he's not giving it to him bidas. I, what do you mean? They had an agreement. Yeah, the reason this loser made this bet is because he thought he was going to be the winner. You know, had I known I was going to be the loser, then I would have never made the bet. And there's a svar in Shas called asmachta loikanya. So if a person gives something to somebody else based on an asmachta, the halacha is, it's loikanya. Some hold asmachta kanya, some hold asmachta loikanya. So the Gemara comes at Rafuna now from a Zaitiga point, not from a Nidre Yonsen perspective. But that is, at the end of the day, when this person gave his schusim to Bezdin, he did it thinking that he's going to win this bet, that he was going to show up within 30 days. It was all an asmachta. And if asmachta is loikanya, so at the end of the day, he never really forfeited it. If he never really forfeited, what gives Bezdin a right to just keep it? Lachur, Bezdin should have to give them. Bezdin can't steal his schusim. The only basis they have is because a deal is a deal. No, a deal is a deal, but there's something called asmachta leikanya. This is no different than the gambler, where we say asmachta leikanya, and the winner is not allowed to keep his winnings. So lechur bezdin here, bezdin's the house. Bezdin should not be allowed to keep the star of schusim, because at the end of the day, we should assume that asmachta is leikanya. This is different. The mitvisin schusay over here, being that this person actually physically handed something over to bezdin. So over here, we say asmachta kanya. Meaning, when we say asmachta leikanya, when nothing was handed over, when it was just an agreement, but over here where you took your shtaris and you gave it to Bezdin, that's more than just an asmachta, and in such a case, everybody's going to hold asmachta, Kanye. Faith in Mars, that's true, the mitzvah love, asmachti, you're going to tell me that when you hand something over, it doesn't fall into the sugi of asmachta, but tell me we went to the Mishnah, Misha para. Somebody paid up. So there was a malva and a loiva, and the loiva paid up. And then what happened was the malva really wanted the whole loan to be paid up, but the loiva says, "I'll pay it to you at a at a later date." But the malva wasn't happy with that, so they made a deal. The deal was that they took the star that was for the total amount of the original loan. So let's say the original loan was $1,000, and the Leva paid up $500. So the Malva still has this star that says that the Leva owes him $1,000, which is wrong, because he paid up $500. But this was the privately negotiated deal that they made, which they're allowed to do. They agreed to take the star, give it to a third person. A shlish, not the malva, not the leva. There's a third person that's going to hold on to the star. And here's the deal. If I'm not going to pay up this loan between now and 30 days, that's the theme of the daf, then you should give him the star. Meaning, the leva said, I'm willing, if I don't make the balance 
payment within the next 30 days, the Malvik can come after me for all the money. The time came and he didn't give it. And there was no oinus, no He did not make the payment. Rabbi Yossi said, Rabbi Yossi says, okay, now the Shlish has to do what the arrangement was. I mean, this is very black and white. It's very straightforward. The deal was, you'll take the star, you'll give it over. So take the star and, and give it over. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda said, Loit Yitain. Rabbi Huda said, no, Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Rav Baravu, Amar Rav, Ein Halachik Rabbi Yossi. We don't pass him like Rabbi Yossi. You know why? Because the whole Yisroid of Rabbi Yossi's Shita that says Yitain is the Amar Asmach Kanya. It's based on the fact that he wrote Asmach Kanya. And we pass him like we said six lines up, Asmach Loit Kanya. And it's for that reason, even though usually Rabbi Yossi is Nimukayimai, but over here, we're not going to Paskin like Rabbi Yossi. What's the Gemara's Kasha? You see that this Machloikis, where they were Hishlish the Shtar, where the Loiva allowed the Malva to take the Shtar and be Goiva again in the event of, was totally in the Sugiv Asmachta Kanya, Asmachta Loi Kanya. How does that Shtim, Freik the Gemara, we just said, and that is that although there is a Sugiv Asmachta Loi Kanya, but at the same time, if it's Nitfis on Shuse, if you physically hand something over, over there it's different. Over here, you physically handed something over. You were mashlish the shtar. So if you were mashlish the shtar, over here, asmachta should be kanya. Yeah, we said we don't pass it to Rabbi Yossi, which again is completely out of character, based on Kloli Apsach, but it's because of the fact that Rabbi Yossi is geboit on asmachta kanya, we hold asmachta like kanya. It's afraid to tomorrow. No, not in this case. I thought in this case it's different. We'd be miyash of Rafuna, they didn't even know like kanya, but if you hand over your physical shtar, it's going to be different. So over here, didn't you hand over a physical shtar? So the Gemara says, Shan over here it's different the Omar because he said over here he said I want to be so this long runs over here to explain in this Gemara but Haran is that the reason Rav Huna held there was no problem in his case is because is stated when you're being makna something. So I'm giving you my money. I'm going to be makna to you. So I'm going to be makna to shtat. When I'm makna something, that's when there's a sugya of asmachta loikanya. But over here, this person who was willing to be mevatel his chosim, he wasn't being makna anything. What was he being makna? What he was doing was one of two things. Ayin Baran. Either he's being moichel, meaning he has a certain schusim, certain tainas that he can make in court, he's going to be moichol, those tainas. Or the Ran says, it could be this works with hoidos baldin kameya edim dami. Hoidos baldin, we know, could be mechayev somebody, even if it's keneged edim. Even if we know for sure that what he's saying is not true, it's irrelevant. There's something called hoidos baldin kameya edim dami. So it could be he's working with the lumbus of hoidos baldin kameya edim dami. But at the end of the day, he wasn't being makna. What he was doing is either being moichol or Invoking Hadas Baldin. Over there, there's no sugya of Asmachtalikanya. However, when there's a real Kenyan taking place, such as in the classic case of Asmachtalikanya, or even in the case of Misha Para, Mixas Chayve, the Hishel Sashtare, there too, there is some Kenyan taking place. So, wherever there's a Kenyan happening, over there, you have the sugya of Asmachtalikanya. Says the Gemara, what's the bottom line? The Hilchasa, what do we paskin? We paskin Asmachtalikanya. We paskin in a situation like this. Asmachta would be Kanya. However, Vahudaloy Onus. But the only time that would be true is if there was no Onus. But if there was an Onus, then we paskin Onus Rachmanapatri. In other words, in theory, we paskin that if somebody would take his Schosim, hand it over to Bezdin, and say, if I don't show up within a certain period of time, you can keep it. That Be'etzim is a transaction. Ay, Asmachta Loy Kanya. No, it's not Asmachta, like we just said. At the same time, we paskin like Rufa that the only time it would be true is if he didn't show up 
because he decided not to show up. However, if he didn't show up, Machmas Oynes, in that case, Avada, we would say that Allah is like Rava, not like Ravuna, that Oynes Rachman Apatre. Additionally, the Gemara adds a Knech that we haven't seen yet, and that is Vahuda Konumine. The only time this works is if when this person handed over his Zekel of Shtaris to Bezin, they made a Kenyan. Like a Kenyan Sudder, some sort of king. They picked up the yarmulke, and there was some Kenyan that took place. There has to be a Kenyan, additionally, Bebezin Chashev. It would have to take place in a Chashev Bebezin. It can't just be at your local Bezin. It would have to be done in a Bezin Chashev. I am Beran, what the definition of a Bezin Chashev is. But it would have to be done in a Bezin Chashev if you can check with all those boxes and you can meet all those criteria. It's in that instance that this halacha is going to be true. In other words, the machloikis between Rav Huna and Rava was really predicated on for sure a person could give over his shtaris to Bezdin. Right? The whole shaila was, what happens if there was an oinus? Right? Even though this last Gemara, just to speak this out clearly, where the Gemara was asking, isn't the sugya a sugya and asmachta? The Gemara was asking it on Rav Huna. It's not really only a kach on Rav Huna, it's a kach on Rava also. Because if asmachta is like Kanya, and that's a sushtal to this sugya, then this whole sugya is dead on arrival. So why are we even having this conversation? This whole thing was tam shtuyot, because it was an asmachta, and asmachta is like Kanya. The terrorist is, the hilchas because you see it from everybody. You see it from Rav Huna and you see it from Rav. However, Vudulayanis, we paskin like Rav. That was Rav's psak. Anusu, Vanus Rachmanabatri. Not like the Svara that the Ran said Rav Huna must have been thinking. For who the Kanu, the Gemara adds, you would have to make a Kenyan. You're not just going to rely on the Hidas Baldin or on the Mechila. There would have to be a Kenyan. And not just that, another Knech that the Gemara added when it goes through the Hilchasa, and that is it would have to take place in a Bezdin Chashiv. And this concludes the fourth. Of the Arba Nidarim, which is the halacha of Nidre Einsen. So yesterday we learned Nidre Shkagis, today we learned Nidre Einsen. Life's good. In two days, in an hour and a half, we just went through two of the most difficult sugyas in the Sechtis Nidarim, five Simonim and Birchashmul, Brisker Ravs, Taira from Hagoy and Agadur of Chaim Brisker. And really, the sugyas of Nidre Shkagis and Nidre Einsen are not just important sugyas in terms of understanding Nidarim. And Shvuas, they're also very important in terms of understanding the Klolem of Shoigig and the Klolem of Oynes and the Klolem of Das and the Klolem of Dorm Shabalay and Umdur the Muchach that really permeate Kolotai Rakula. As it relates to raid, we're going to be Soimech on related raid bites. And we have a related raid bite which is really Pekitzer, Rebchaim's Big Yisoy, in terms of understanding. The parish of Nidre Shkogas and Nidre Einsen. We also have a, a raid bite that goes back to the sugi of Yeshainus Begitin, Einainus Begitin, the famous chuva from the Chem de Shloima, in terms of understanding what exactly Einus Rachman Apatri is. Both raid bites are very, very negay. Tova, what we discussed in yesterday's daf and today's daf as it relates to raid for today. So we're going to shift gears and talk about something a lighter, but really very, very fundamental in terms of understanding Mesechtes Nedarim, in terms of understanding Mesechtes Shvuas, and really in terms of understanding Chumash, and in terms of understanding Yiddishkeit 101. And really sometimes, like the biggest caches that we'll sometimes have, and really we'll scratch our heads, and you look in the Rishonim and the Achronim, you try to find an answer, and you can't even find an answer. It's because the kasha is not a kasha, and it really comes from just a, a fundamental misunderstanding and just the lack of appreciation of Mamish Psukim in the Torah and Rashis and Rambans that are Mamish steering us in the face that we've maybe seen many times over the years, but never fully dared Vayishma Yisroidik exactly what's going on. And that is as follows. Just to be maktim it with a kasha. So we'll say it in the, in the form of a rate bite and we'll get into the more foundational aspect of it as we get towards the end. So we learned the Gemara 
on Daf Chafam Aleph, the Gemara said as follows. Again, Mamish coming from a side angle. The Gemara said as follows. The Gemara said, Kol Adam Hamnis Bayesh Loi Any person that has busha, Loi It's a tremendous mita to be a baisha. And if a person has busha, which is the antithesis of Azus and Chutzpah, a person like that is not going to sin very quickly. He might sin, but And a person that does not have busha, it's guaranteed. You know for a fact that this person, Zedis, did not stand on Har Sinai. How do you know that? Because the Pasik says in Parshas Yisrael, right after Maimon Har Sinai, that one of the side effects of Maimed Har Sinai was that the Yidden will have Yerushamayim on their faces. Says the Gemara, Yerushamayim means Boishas Ponim. If somebody doesn't have boishes upon him, it's a raya biodua. It's guaranteed shloi amdu a voice of Har Sinai. Because the pasuk says that Hashem told the Yidin that as a result of Har Sinai, bavur tia yirasa yal pedechem. So if you have a person now that doesn't have boishes upon him, I the pasuk must be shloi amdu a voice of Har Sinai. Now the Ran asks a very obvious question. The Ran says one second. It says that the people that were there, they were going to have yirasa yal pedechem. What does that have to do with you? What does it have to do with a person that 3,000 years later doesn't have boishas upon him? And how is that a raya? Shaloy umdu a voice of al har Sinai. So the Ran says, the Pshad is, because the Pasik says, in Parshas Nitzavim, that there was an idea that whatever was true for the people that were at Har Sinai was going to be true for the people that were a Nenupoy as well. It was going to be Negei, a future Dairis. So of all the people that were at Har Sinai, there was this Indian of it has to be true for their descendants as well. So if you now think you're a descendant of someone that stood at Ar Sinai, but you don't have Boishas Panim, it's a problem. Because it's going to negate a Pasuk in the Torah and thus can it sign. And if that's the case, So I had a Kasha. It's an Edel Kasha. But I think it's a real Kasha. And that is, it's your Dua. In the Makar is a Pirkid Rebbeliez and Perik Memalith. That when the Abishta gave the Torah at Har Sinai, it wasn't just the Yidin that lived in that generation that were present, but every single Yid that would ever live at Saif Kaladairois was at Maimed Har Sinai. Pirkid Rebbeliez says, any person that would be born until the end of generations, Sham Amdui Mohim Bahar Sinai, was there at Har Sinai. Every single yid that would ever be born was at Har Sinai. Now, if that's the case, so why does the Gemara have to say that a person that doesn't have boishas upon him, you're saying good, I'll say better. And by the way, the Ranshtakal Torah, the passage that the Ran quotes to explain the Gemara, what do you have to do with your Zayda, is good for the passage that the Pirkei Rebeliezer quotes as the Makar that every single Yud stood at Ar Sinai. So why did the Gemara say better? says every single year that would ever be born was at Har Sinai. So why are we only talking about our voice of it's Negeya, it's Negeya Himmel as well. But it could be the Teretz is, 
Behekten. There's a Gemara Masech this Nido Daflamen on the Everybody knows this Gemara. The Gemara over there talks about the state of a fetus while it's in its mother's womb. And the Gemara says that when a, a baby is so there's a ner that's dolukle al roishoi, that soifa umabit mi soifa ulam, that soifoi. And the malach that comes, and the malach teaches Torah to this child, and the child knows mamish kola Torah kula. What happens when the child's about to be born? Bum malach, the malach comes, vesotre al piv, and it gives the child a flick, umeshakhoi kola Torah kula. And the child forgets. All it's learning. I'm skipping a little bit. And the child doesn't leave its mother's womb. Until we make the child swear. It's going to be That the day that a child is born, he swears. There's a shvua. Says the Gemara. Skipping again. What's the shvua that the Malach forces this fetus to swear before it leaves Rechamimai. They tell the child, swear that the heat Sadik Valti Rosha. Swear that you're going to go through life and there's going to be Nisyoinis. It's not always going to be easy. But I want you to swear, make a shvur right now that you're going to be a Tzadik and not going to be a Rosha. And then they tell him that you should know I'm giving you a good piece of advice. If the whole world is going to serenade you, they're going to tell you you're a Tzadik. You should always see yourself as a Rosha. It's beautiful, one of the nicest Gemaras in Shas. But this is the Gemara Masech, this neither the Flamen or the Days. But one of the things that happens to this child during this traumatic event, as the child's about to be Yitzhalavar Oilam, is Machpiyan Oisai. They would make him swear. Freak the Marsha in Chedushia God this year. It's a neither the Flamen or the Days. And it's also Shfu, it's the Flamen to Esam Aleph. And the Chidah asks his Kasha as well in his Seif and Marisa Ayan and Masech, this is the Dorm Dach Esam Aleph. He says, What's the point of this Shfu? I don't understand? He says, why would they mashpia the child? He says, you're going to tell me because you want the child to be makabal mitzvahs and to be makabal mitzvahs afilam et Doesn't the Gemara say throughout Shas that if somebody makes a shvul, the kayim is a mitzvah, a lavrala mitzvah, the shvul is not hot. Why? Because you mush bavayvet may arsinai. So we swore already. Klai Yisrael already swore. So if Klai Yisrael already swore, why does this child have to swear again? And the oimek advarim is that we just spoke out the Pirkei the Rabbi Eliezer, that every single child that would ever be born was at Har Sinai. So if there was a Shvu at Har Sinai, that means every single year already swore at Har Sinai. So what's the point in the Shvu? And to say it even better, how is the Shvu even Chal? Ain't Shvu, Chal al Shvu. Why is that child's shvua any different than if you would make a shvua today where Chazal say everywhere that you're a mushbal, a kayim esam mitzvah, mushbal sinai? So the shvua shouldn't be chal. So the mashah and shvua is lama tesam and alif. And the chidah, maris ayin, adarm, dachesam and alif, they both say the same tarot. They say a dover nifwa. It's true, it's mavur and pirkid rabbi yezer, that the chalo asidim lihibarit satsoif kala doirisham omdu iman bahar sinai. But it was only the nishamas. The neshamas of every single year that would ever be born was at Har Sinai, but not the gufen. The physical body that this neshama would one day be in, the guf wasn't there. It was the neshamas that were there. It wasn't the gufen that were there. And if you think about it for a second, it makes a lot of sense. The neshama is bilti gvulu, bilti tachlis. The neshama is not physical. The neshama is metaphysical. As a result, it's not bound by zman. Time plays no role in the world of Neshamas. So as a result, if Klal Yisrael was going to be at Har Sinai, every year it would be at Har Sinai. 
What are you going to tell me? This neshama wasn't going to come into the world until 3,000 years later? That neshama was already in the world. The neshama is not mugbul bazman. It's the guf that's mugbul bazman. And Hanami, the guf taka wasn't there. Oh, but the neshama was there. So it was the neshamas that were there, but the guf and themselves were not there. So says the marashan the chida, above my pay grade. But they both say the same thing. And that is, it's true. The neshamas of every single yid swore at Har Sinai that they were going to keep Torah mitzvahs. But the guf never swore. And being that the guf never swore, when a person is Yotzel Avraham, and now he's going to be made up of two components. There's going to be two dinim. There's going to be the neshama. There's going to be the guf. The guf needs a shvur. And if the guf is not going to swear, so it's going to be Iker Chaser and the Kabbalah mitzvahs of the guf. I didn't they swear already our sin, the Nishama swore our sin. The Guf never swore. And that's why there has to be another Shvu. And that's the Eina Yoitzel Avra Oilam Achamash Bianoisoi Titzadik Valti Rosha. And that's what's going on in the Gemara in the Sechtis Nida Daflaman of the base. The Chidah, Bilashoyne Azov says that the Emes is that Chazal throughout Shas, whenever they talk about how a Yid is a Mushbu Vaimid, so what do we say? Rogel Ashas Noima Mushbu Vaimid Me'ar Sinai. Says the Chidah, you didn't have to say that. Because it's true, there was a, a begin of Mushbah Vayimah Marasina. That's part of the Shvua, but there's a whole other component to it. And that is the Achimash Pinoisoy. The Gemara Nida Daflam and Amadbeis says the Chidah, however, stating that still it's Ragal Ashas to talk that way. And he says two reasons. Number one, Ki Hoysa Shvua Rishayna. This was the first of the two Shvuas. Vigam Hoysa Lukaylois Yisra. It was also for Gans Klai Yisrael, as opposed to each child when it comes Labra Oilam and has its own Pratistic Shvur. And that's why we always say Mushba Oilam Me'ar Sinai. But Enechinami, it's a little bit of a misnomer in the sense that it's not only Shvur Sar Sinai, but really it could be this is going to be Negei, all Shvurs. Let me say, just to digress for a second, what about a Ger? What about a Ger Tzedek? Ger Tzedek was at Har Sinai? Where does the Ger Tzedek have his Mushba V'Oymim Me'ar Sinai? The Ger Tzedek would make a Shvua, the Kaimis HaMitzvah, the Vatalas HaMitzvah, the Shvua wouldn't be Chal. The same Sugyo you have of Mushba V'Oymim Me'ar Sinai regarding people that are born Yidin is true for people that are Nichnas L'Brisa Yishal Avram Avinu at some later date. So Luchura, where was the Shvua? The Chidah addresses this in one of his svarim, in Midbar Kedemos, and it's really based on a Mephurish Gemara, Mesechtes, Shabbos, Tavkuf, Memvav, and Aleph. The Gemara over there says, Mepnei ma' uivdei k'echovim mezuamin. says, the Gemara shaloi omdu al har sinai, shabashob, shabon nochash al chava hitl bozuamo, Yisrael shaomdu al har sinai, pasku zuamasam. Oivdei k'echovim shaloi omdu al har sinai, loi pasku zuamasam. Omali ravachah b'edei rov the ravashi, geirim ma'ay, what about geirim? The geirim weren't in our sinai, so why the geirim not mezuamin? That's the Gemara's question, and the Gemara says, afal gaf de inu loi hava, mazlayu hava. Even though the geirim themselves were not physically at har sinai, but their mazl was at har sinai. Now what exactly does Mazlayu mean. So the Rishonim say Mazlayu means their Malach. But if you look in the Svar Makdoshim, Ubefrat, the Chidah, we've spoken about this Chidah in the past. The Chidah says that what it means is that the Geirim's Neshama was at Harsina. Again, the Neshama is not Tolian's man. So the Neshama of the Geir exists already at the time of Harsinai. All the Neshamas always exist. So those Neshamas take a word, Harsinai. And the Chidah says that that's why Chazal always referred to a Ger Sheneskaya. 
It should be a Goyshen Esgayer. The Ger is not being Megayer. It's the Goy that's being Megayer. What's the Gershen Esgayer? He says, because really every single Ger has the Neshama of a Yid. And because he has the Neshama of a Yid, so as a Ger, I feel far as Megayer. Because there's already a Bechin of Kedusha. He already has this Nitzitz of Kedusha. So the Neshamas of the Gerim were present. He quotes this Gemara, Shabbos Kuv Mevav Amalav. That's why, just like you have a Mushbav Oymimar Sinai, regarding the Yid, that's where the Mushbav Oymimar Sinai would be true for the game as well. The question is, what about the second shvur? Mashpi and oisoy, actually Meaning, the ger, when the ger is mamish berechem mimo in the rechem fin, zayim mamu, that's an ene yehudis, the ger is zoichet, have a malach teachum kolot terukula, ner dolok aroshev, it's soifum mabit mamish mi soifoilum at soifoy, he also gets the flick, maybe. Wachura, I almost have to say that. Because if not, you're going to have a little bit of a kasha that if mushba by Sinai is really made up like the Marshon the Chidah said of two shvuas, Sai the shvuas are Sinai. And Sai the Tzit the shvua, which is the Gemara Nida Daflam and Amadeis, Sai the Gemara Shabbos Kufman Vavam and Aleph, like the Chidah's Masbur in the Midbukademis, that will be Miyashiv, the first shvua. But what about the second shvua? No. That's probably the pshat, or you could say that maybe when the ger is makabel Torah mitzvahs, he's makabel the the Torah mitzvahs of a yid. And being that the yid's kabbalah's Torah mitzvahs is with a shvua, so therefore lichten zayin kabbalah a kabbalah and shvua as well. That's maybe a little bit more lamdish. You have to know how that works in hilchas shvuas. Could I be makabel something without a shvua to somehow? Be matfis in your Kabbalah that was with Ishvua. So there's, there's what to talk about and there's what to think about. But as it relates to the Gemara Mesachis Nadarim Dafchav, it's Mafiza Yesh Loyma, it's Mamish Kim I think it's Pashib Shah. And that is, if you look in the Pasik, the Pasik again, that says, Bavur Tia Yerasai Al Penechem Levilti Techto. So what was the context? The context was, this is at the end of Maimir Har Sinai. And the Pasik says, V'cholo Om Roy Mesachoilis. Right, had Maimir Har Sinai start. It starts with the words spoke to etc. etc. So right afterwards, Mamish, you have a Shri, right afterwards. But what's the next Aliyah? It continues. And it says, so the Om, they're watching, they're seeing everything that's going on, and they posher got scared. They went far away from, they, they were posher afraid. And they started talking to Moshe. They said, We'd rather you talk to us, and we'll listen to everything. We're afraid to hear from the Abish. It's just too scary. This is our posher. So Moshe tells the Om, Don't be afraid. The Abish is trying to test you. You don't realize by you hearing from the Ebishta, what you're going to be Zoycha to is you're going to have Yira al Penechem. By Yamid Ame Rachai, the Am stayed far away. And that's the end of Parshas Yisrael. But this line of Moshe was a response to the Yidin that were there, that were present at Har Sinai. They're talking to Moshe, they're afraid, and the Mamish scared of the fire, and as a result he says, don't worry about it. The reason this is happening is this conversation that Moshe Rabbein was having, he's having with the, the Neshamis of the Yidin that are there, or he's having with the Gufim of the Yid and that were there. L'chayr, the Pshut HaShomikra is, he's talking to the Gufim. He's having a conversation with Neshamas. He's having a conversation with people, with human beings. But he's talking to human beings. And he tells him, that your face is going to have 
Boishas Ponim, and there'll be Yira. That's what this is all about. This conversation and this Haftocha that Moshe Rabbeinu told them was to the Gufim, to the dark day that was there. It wasn't to the Nisham Nishasidim Libaris. Ain't they were there too? Not, that's not what this conversation is about. He's talking to the Gufim. So if that's the case, Ula Yesh Loimar, Ula Yesh Loimar, that it's true, every single Yid was at Arsina. But at the same time, as it relates to this particular Gemara, Nadarim Davchav Amar Aleph, Umisha Eloy Boishas Ponim, Biodua, it's not Biodua Shaloy Amadual Arsina. Because this conversation was not to those Nishamas. He was talking to the Gufim. Oh, so how come you don't have it? Ah, your Zayd was there. But Enochinami, there were two dinim. There was a bechino of Isasher in Nenu Poyayoim, which the Pirkit Rebbe says was the Makar that all the Neshamas were there. But there's also a bechino of Isasher in Nenu Poyayoim, that anything that was negayer, the Gufim of the Yidin that were there, would also be negayer their descendants. Hagam, their Gufim were not there right now. This Indian is an Indian that's negayer the Gufim the Manj. So if negayer the Gufim the Manj, so he's not really talking to the Neshama, he's talking to the Guf. That's why it's not Biyadu Shloy Amadu, because the fact that he's there and not there has nothing to do with this. This is Biyadu Shloy Amadu Avoyse Avadarsin. But Emes is, this is just the, the Fushbaz. This is the appetizer. I think what we have to understand is that, again, you find throughout Shas this idea of Mujbava Oymed Sinai. And the question is, where in the narrative of Har Sinai did Klaiso swear that they were going to keep the Torah? Where's the Rishvua? There's no mention of a Rishvua anywhere in the Torah. You can do Shnayim Mikra Targum, you're going to see. There's no mention anywhere in the Torah of there being a Rishvua. Yet, Chazal take for granted throughout Shas that when the Yidin were at Har Sinai, there was a Mushbava Oymen Har Sinai that the Yidin swore. So the question is, where exactly did the Yidin swear? Where was this Rishvua? Let's give another Kasha. We learned the Gemara the other day on Daf Chofeim at Aleph. But the Gemara talked about Moshe Rabbeinu, who was Mashpia the Yidin Ba'arvas Moyev. The Chaimotzinu be Moshe Rabbeinu, Kishishpia Sisro Ba'arvas Moyev. The Yidin were in Arvas Moyev in Sefer Devarim, which is at the very, very end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life. It's the last year, the last Tkufa that the Yidin were in the Midbar. Which means 40 years later, it seems that the Yidin swore again. Where was that Shvua? And Va'oid, if. The Yidin already swore that they were going to keep Torah and Mitzvahs at Har Sinai. Why do we need a, a Shvu again at Arvah Smoyev? We just spoke out of Marshan, a Chida, that talk about sh- the Shvu that every single child needs to swear before it's Yitzel Avraham, the Gemara needed Laflam and Amid Beis. Here you have two Shvuas in the Torah, seemingly. One at Har Sinai, and the other one is the Arvah Smoyev. And the question is, what exactly are these two Shvuas all about? And where are these shvuas mentioned in the Torah? They must be staring at us somewhere. It can't be that we talk so much about shvuas Har Sinai, and if you look in the Rishonim and the Achrayim, no one's going to ask as a kash of Taima, where was the shvua of Yeshloimar, Inami? No, there is no such marimak. So obviously the shvua is there somewhere, and the question is, where exactly is it? The Emes is a very, very short answer to this question, but in order to appreciate this short answer, I think we have to take a step back. And we have to understand something that appears a lot in the Torah and just have a little bit of a better appreciation of what exactly this means. You find in the Torah many, many times that two people, or HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with someone would make a bris. There would be a covenant. What's a bris? What exactly was a bris? What does it mean? What's the pirish amil of a bris? The bris ben absarim. 
What exactly was a bris? So the short answer is, a bris is when two people are going to come to some sort of agreement, a closing. I'm going to sell something to you. We have a deal. We have a pact. Whatever exactly that is, to consummate that agreement and to consummate that pact, they would make a bris. So today, if two people wanted to agree on something, you'd probably have lawyers and documents and John Hancocks, and that's the way you would arrive at your agreement. That's the way things are done in the modern world. Some industries, it's a handshake, a handschlag. In other industries, it's mazal. Sometimes all you need is the back of an envelope. There's a concept of kinyanim. But the idea is, we all understand conceptually what it means to come to an agreement, but not just dvarim sham to physically have some sort of agreement. In the olden days, the way agreements went down was with a bris. Now, this was very, very dramatic. You know where bris happened? This is not for the faint of heart. Number one, they would take an animal, and they would bring a shaykhet. So today you have a lawyer, then you had a shaykhet. <laughs> he shows up into the conference room, and he comes with a groysam messe, he comes with a chalif, and he whacks the animal in half. You put one animal on one side of the conference table, the other one is on the other side, and you, you don't sit on a swivel chair, but rather, the two chavah, these two parties, they walk between the animals, and they say, mazel tov, and then you bring out the bourbon. That's, that's, that's how it happened. That's what used to happen. They would do a bris. Now you're going to tell me, where does this come from? It's a Rashi and Chumash. And it's a Rashi and Chumash two times. Rashi says it's Pamayim Bahava. He says it in Parshas Lech Lecha, and he says it in Parshas, he says it more times. But in Parshas Lech Lecha and Parshas Lech in two places for sure where Rashi says this. Parshas Lech Lecha is the parish of the Brisbane Absarim. Avram Avinu is already getting older, and he so badly wants to have children, they wish to promise them all the Haftachis. Abel Maish, it's not happening. And then finally, there's the Brisbane Absarim. And what happened by the Brisbane Absarim? Vayoyim Rashem, Elohim, I'll tell you what, here's the deal. I want you to take in a certain eagle, an eagle mishuleshes, the ace mishuleshes, the idol mishulosh, the tarva geisel. So Avram Avinu comes with a whole bunch of animals. Mama, she brings a calf, he brings a goat, he brings a ram, he brings a whole bunch of animals. He brought all these animals. He went and he chopped these animals in half. And he put half of the animals that were chopped on one side, the other half on the other side, but he didn't chop the tzipar, and you have the whole story. So what was this all about? So Rashi says that there's a lot of midrashim, and there's a lot of mysticism, and there's a lot of Kabbalah. This is the Brisbane Absarim. This is the turning point in Jewish history and world history. The world will never be the same after the Brisbane Absarim. At the same time, this is also a simple reading of the Pasuk. Lafi, he was being Kairos Bris with him to keep his deal, which was that he would give his children Eretz Yisrael. The derech of the Karsei Bris was to take an animal, cut it into two, and to walk between the two. It's a pasuk in your miyo. And that's what was going on of it. So Rashi he says, I've added this mysticism and this midrashim. What's going on over here is Avram Avinu is cutting this animal in half. He's going to walk through these animals because that's what a bris is. And Parshas Nitzavim, Rashi says it again over there. The pasuk says Lo Avracha Bevris. It says, What does it mean, Bebris? So Rashi says, Rashi says, 
for Ivan Ben Kayan, and they would walk between the two. That was a bris. So a bris involved all this drama, and this certainly made a point, right? You remember we once walked together in between uh, a goat? Yeah, we had a deal, right? It's not just a handshake. It's not like a little pump fist bump. This is serious. And the bottom line is, this is what, this is what a bris was. But the MS says, a bris was even more than that. When two people would be curious bris, they would swear. There was a shvua. They would swear. That was part and parcel of a bris. So if you were ever at a bris in terms of this type of Indian, there would be a shvua. Because part and parcel of what a bris was, there was a shvua. And sometimes it was even more than just a shvua. Sometimes the parties would say, and this is like really dramatic, but they would say, we have a deal. The deal is, I'm going to keep my end of the bargain, you're going to keep your end of the bargain, whatever exactly that is. And I swear I'm going to keep it. And not just that, the person would say out of his mouth, but he would say is, that if he's not going to keep his end of the bargain, he's willing to be makabal klolois and olois and mamush, terrible, terrible things. And that was really making a point. You find even the times of Chazal, they would talk that way sometimes. You find these things sometimes. That people would say, like the Gemara brings it usually to Lashon Saginot. But the point is, is that was a way of really making a point in a very, very forceful way. But that's partially what a bris was. It was a mitzias, it was a transaction that was something that went beyond the scope of the, of the psukim of the Torah. This was something that was commonplace that went on in the world several thousand years ago. And that even Rashi, when he's learning the brism of the Torah, which of course is Kodesh Kodashim, but Rashi says there's an Eimikra Yoytzimidei Pshutoy over here. A bris is an agreement, it involves animals, it involves walking through the animals, that's the taich of La'avrecha, it involves a Shvua, and sometimes, sometimes, it even involves an Allah. When the Yidim were Makabal the Torah, it's clear in the Psukim of the Torah, that there was a brisk component to it. Just to read a few psukim. Parshas Yisrael. Va'at im shemoya tishmu b'koyli u'shmartem es berisi v'yisam li segulam ikal amem ki li kal aretz. David just says clearly u'shmartem es berisi. There's a bris. Somewhere here there's a bris. It's more mufurish in the end of Parshas Meshpatim which is a muktam u'mu'ucha b'atayra which is part of the narrative of Maimon Arsina. Va'yikach sefer ha-bris. Moishim Abbeinu took the sefer ha-bris. Va'yikro ba'ozne ya'am. And he announced it and he told it to the nation. Vayoimru kol ashadibar Hashem nasim v'nishma. Vayikach Moishas Adam and then he took the blood. Vayizrak ala om and he spritzed it on the om. Vayoimru hinei dam ha-bris. This is the dam of the bris ashakaras Hashem imachem al kol advarim o'ela. There was a bris at Maimon Har Sinai. Says the Medrash in Parshish Nasai. And the Medrash is actually tucked away because it's in Parshish Nasai. And it's on the Pasuk that says, Veshpia Oysa Hakoyen. It says the Medrash is a mashal. Zeshfua Shehishpiam Sheyukaimu Asatayra. The Veshpia Oysa Hakoyen is a mashal to a different Shfua. The Shfua that the Abishta was Mashpia Kla Yisrael, that one day they would be Mekaim the Torah. Where do you find that he made them swear? This is the Marumakim. This is the Marumakim. Kemod de Temo, Hine Dama Bris, and there's no bris without a shvua. So you want to know where shvua sarsinai was? This is where shvua sarsinai was. Shvua sarsinai was with the bris. The ain't bris below shvua. You know, it's interesting. We're learning now the parsha of the other sakdoshim, and you find many, many psukim in the Torah where the Torah talks about 
the fact that the Ebishter swore that he was going to give Eretz Yisrael to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Right? There are many Pesukim that make this point. That there was a Shvur, the Ebishter swore. Just one Pesuk. Vayidabra Hashem al Moshe. This is in Parshish Kisisa. Leich, alei mizeh atavahom. Asher helisa meeres misraim al-Oras Hashem nishbati l'Avram, Yitzchak, l'Yaakov, l'Emer, v'zarache atinana. Here's the challenge. Go find somewhere in the Torah where you find that the Ebishter swore to Avram Avinu that he was going to give him Eretz Yisrael. There's no such Shvur. It doesn't exist anywhere. The emphasis, if you look in the Ramban, in this week's parish, the parish has told us, and then the Ramban and parish, Vayishlach, he talks a little bit about where the Shvu is what. But he says, but Avram is Poshet. He mutches with Yitzchak and Yaakov a little bit. But you find references to a Shvu, many. But you don't physically find the Shvu. Where was the Shvu? I mean, it's Poshet. It was the Brisbane Absarim. That was the Shvu. Avram Avinu had many Brisbane. There were Yudgim or just in the midst of Miwa. So there were many, many Brisbane. And Ain Brisbane Shvua. And because Ain Brisbane Shvua, that is where the Shvua was. The Shvua was the Bris. The reason we don't fully understand that is because we've never seen a Bris where they're chopping animals and people are walking through it. But if you were ever Zoichet to be at such a ceremony, you would know that it involved the Shvua. And that's what was never even a Kasha, because we're supposed to know that that's what a Bris is. Ain Brisbane Shvua. That's the Poshib Shat. The reason there was a Shvua is Arsinai. Where you find it is you find it by the fact you find it by the fact that there was a bris. But the emphasis is a little bit more than that. And this is going to open up a whole other element, dimension in terms of understanding Chumash. And that is that if you look in Parshas Kisavoy, Parshas Nitzavim, there's a lot going on, right? Parshas Kisavoy, Parshas Nitzavim, not such an easy parsha. There's Olis, there's, there's Onchim, you have the Teichach in Parshas Kisavoy, right? There's a lot happening. So what's happening there? What's happening is, if you go through the Pesukim now with this understanding, and with the Gemara Nadarim, that we just learned the other day, so really what's happening is, is that there's another bris, and there's another shvur that's taking place. What was the tachlis of this? The tachlis was a bris, which also means a shvur. So the idea was that there was going to be a bris and there was going to be a shvur. This is what we know as shvur Sinai. But the MS is, this Pasik says more than just a bris. What's an Allah? And all is a klala. So what does the klala have to do with anything? It's what we mentioned earlier. There were times where when people would be kairos bris, they would add a dimension. It always involved the shvua. Aim bris below shvua. So lasha chazal. But in addition to the shvua, sometimes it would be an Allah. Where the people would say that I'm willing to be makabel chalil. That's what would go on. There was a vachulu there. But that's what would be included sometimes, part and parcel, in the, in the bris. And in Arvis Mayav, it's mefurish that that's what's going on. So let me ask you a question. What about by Harsinai? Was there a, a, an Allah component to the shvua as it relates to Har Sinai? It's a Rashi in Chumash. The Pasik says, we know the Teich is mentioned twice in the Torah. It's in Teres Koyanim and it's Mishnah Teres. Teres Koyanim is in Parshat Bechut Koysai and in Mishnah Teres it's in Parshat Kisavai. At the end of the Teich, it's very, very long, the Teich in Parshat Kisavai. At the end of the Teich, at the very, very end, last Pasuk, Eila Divrei Abris, Ashetziva Hashem Es Moshe, Lichroi says B'nei Yisrael Be'eretz Moyov, Milvad Abris Ashetkar Asitam Bechayev. This Pasuk has upon him now. This is one second after the Teich. It's the next Pasuk. It's the very, very next pasuk. Eile divrei habris ashetziva. This is when the chazan starts uh, leaning loud again. Eile divrei habris ashetziva. Hashem es Moshe lichrei says bnei Yisrael beretz Moshe. These are the words of the bris. Besides for the bris, asher karasitam b'chayyeh. So number one, what does it have to do with a bris? 
The Teichacha has to do with the bris. Pasha, read the Pasek. Yeah. You know what the Teichacha was? The Teichacha was, Moshe Rabbeinu told the Yidin, you can read Mechab of the Torah, Gavaldi. But this is going to be a bris. You're not just going to say, I do. This is going to be a bris. And the bris is going to involve a Shvua. And it's going to be a Shvua Sa'Allah. Now, the Yidin are going to be Mechabal Shvua Sa'Allah. They have to know what they're being Mechabal. What is the Allah? What are the Klolis? It's the Teichacha. That is what the Teichacha was. The Teichacha was the Allah. This is what it is. There was a bris. The bris involved in Allah. Kederich Kursei Brisois. And the Teichacha is Moshe Rabbeinu. Mamash Is expressing what exactly the Teichacha is going to be. But the Loshin is... This is the bris. Milvada bris. Ashakaras itam bechayev. So zokte elige Rashi lichrois es bnei Yisrael elu divrabis hashtiv Hashem lichs bnei Yisrael she kablo leemis atayra baalo b'shvu. What does Rashi mean? She kablo leemis atayra baalo b'shvu. That the kabbalah satayra had to be a kabbalah satayra, not stam to say that we're going to accept the tayra, but it should be with a shvu, not just with a shvu, with an olah. And what's the Allah Eila Devri Abris? What's the Eila Devri Abris? It's the aforementioned. It's everything that we just said. What is that? It's all the Psukim of the Teicha. That is the Eila Devri Abris. Milvad Habris. And this is besides for the other Bris. Rashi, And this is in addition to the other Bris, which also involved an Allah, and those were the Klolois in Sinai. So there's two Teichachas in the Teicha. You have the Teicha in Vayikra, Parshas Bechukaisai, and you have the Toichacha in Sefer Dvarim, and Parshas Kisal. Why do you have the Toichacha twice? And what is exact? It's just to scare everybody. Like, what does it even come in the Toichacha? Right? You look at the positioning of the Toichacha. Like, what, where is it? The Territ says the Toichacha was part and parcel of the Shvuah. There was a Shvuah Sarsina. Klaizo couldn't just be Makabal the Torah. There was a Bris, and this Bris is very, very important. The Eskar is Brisi. This is a very, very important Bris. But a Bris involved uh, an agreement. And the Klai Yisrael's end of the agreement was that we're not just saying we're going to keep the Torah, but it's going to be with the power and the impact of a bris. And if it's going to be with the power and the impact of a bris, that means there's going to be a shvuah, and it could even mean there'll be a shvuah sa'ala. Well, in our case, it involved a shvuah sa'ala. And shvuah Sar Sinai had to have an Allah, and then shvuah's Arvis Mayav also had to have an Allah. The Allah of the shvuah Sar Sinai is the Toichacha and Parashas Bechukaisai, and the shvuah and the Allah of Arvis Mayav, that's the Toichacha. And that's exactly what's going on, and that is the, the placement, that is what the Toichacha represents. So the bottom line is, we began with a question. The question is, we talked throughout just about Mujbavayu Mar Sinai. Where was the Shfu Isar Sinai? It was the Bris. Ain Bris Bale Shfu, Yisrael was Makabal Bris, and because Klai Yisrael was Makabal Bris, that's where the Shfu Isar Sinai is. Incidentally, just to bring out this point, like so sharp, I saw one of the Rishayim in the Bechar Shah. The Bechar Shah was one of the Bali Taisvis. So the Bechar Shah, one of the Bali Toysfer says that we know Parshish Mishpatim, Hashem tells Moshe to take the blood. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu do with the dam? He splits it in half. He puts half of the dam in the Agonos. Why are we splitting dam right here? The next words, is This is what the Karsay Brisas used to do. They used to split things. So traditionally, they would split animals. Over here, they split dam. And he says up shot why they split dam. But this posik, that's what's going on over here. And he says, What's the next posik? Because this is part of the bris. What was the Nasavanishma? Right? 
Nasa Venishma, you know what the Venishma was of Nasa Venishma? It was being Makabal the Briz with the Shvua, with the Allah. That's what the Nasa Venishma was. Mamish Dvarim the Flood. This is what the Bukhar says. But either way, this is where the Shvua's Hasina was. So we're just left really with one question. And that is so we understand now where Shvua's Hasina was. I mean, it's been steering at us all along. It's, it's the Briz. So that's where the Mushbavai was. We understand why, although Klai Yisrael was Mushbavai by every single child, when he's Yatzalavra Oilam, he needs to do this all over again. Until he swears. Because not everybody was at Arsinai. The Neshamas were, but not all the Gufim were. And because not all the Gufim were, every single Guf that's Yatzalavra Oilam now needs to swear, needs its own Shvuah. But we still need to figure out is why Klai Yisrael have to swear again by Mayav. Why did we need to do that again? We did it already. And the cash is not just why. What is the shvuah? What is the tachlis and the toyelis of that shvuah? If Klai Yisrael swore already, that means it's sheichal shvuah. If it's chal shvuah, in shvuah chal shvuah. So what is really the tachlis of the second shvuah? So we'll just end with this Mara Mokim. And that is, if you look at Rabbeinu B'chayu, right in the beginning of Parshnis Netzavim, and the Makar is really a Medrash Tan Chuma. So Rabbeinu B'chayu says, a Dover Nifla. He says, Niskabtu ato bekan kol Yisrael bebris hasheni. Kishem she niskabtu bebris harishoy. Right, you see the word bris now, it has a different pun. Because Klayasol was mevatel, the first bris. But Omra, when they said, That's why they had to have another bris. And they were makabalist, but all of Says You want to know why the Yidin needed another bris? The reason they needed another bris is because the first bris, unfortunately, Unfortunately, it was bottle. It was bottle when Klai Yisrael sinned, but the Chete Egel. You want to know what the Chete Egel did? It whacked out the whole bris. That whole bris that Klai Yisrael had, we lost. And therefore, 40 years later, Klai Yisrael was going to have to have another bris. And that was the Shvua, that was the bris, that's the second Teicha. That's what that's all about. That's why we have to have another bris. Meisimcha, Meshachachma, says a Dover Nifla. This parasha, the whole Arvis really starts in parasha's Kisove. You have to know a little why Kisove and Nitzavim are two separate parashas. Because really, it looks like it's one long parasha. I saw in the Shari Aaron, he says something beautiful. He says that maybe the reason is because we know Chazal say that we read the Teichacha twice, and both at the end of the year. One before Shavuos, which is Rosh Hashanah, Leperis Elon, and before Rosh Hashanah. Why could they should Tich Hashanah Vekil Eloisah? It's like this, the, the year should pass with all the Klolis, Betaschel Hashanah Uberch Eisah. But Taisva says in the end of Masechtis Megillah that at the same time we don't do it mamish the last week because we don't want to make it a little bit too close. So what we do is literally, so we have a one parsha break in between. He says, could be that's where the whole parsha said something came from. He said, it came, we parsha with Mavsik, well really, in theory, could have been one parsha. To be Mekayim this Toysfus. The Toysfus said there has to be a Litein Revach between Parashat and Parashat. So it's Me'inyan, Me'inyan, but it's Me'inyan, but it doesn't have the Toychach in it. The Toychach at the end of the day is a Parashat Kisavoy. The Toychach is not a Parashat Kisavoy. Oh, but Emesis, if you look in the Rishonim, it's one long Parashat. So this Parashat really begins in Chamishi Kisavoy. That's where this begins. So the beginning of Kisavoy is one topic, and then Chamishi, it, it shifts. And if you look over there, so the Pasuk says as follows, Vayidaber Moshe v'hakoyhanim v'halavim el kol Yisrael leimar haskeis u'shma Yisrael hayoyim azen niyesu la'am l'ashem alikecha So who's talking to Klai Yisrael? Moshe, the Koyhanim, the Levim, and then telling Klai Yisrael hayoyim azen niyesu la'am So first of all, what does it mean hayoyim azen niyesu la'am? It's not from Yisrael. It's Pashit. This is the bris. 
This is Mamish Maimid Harsinai all over again. I didn't we already do it? Yeah, we did, but the bris was bottled. When Klai Yisrael said, Ela Lehech Yisrael, why are the Levian talking? They're on the wrong side of the podium. They're supposed to be in the audience. It should be Vayidaber Moshe. Vayidaber Moshe Vakayhan and Vayidaber in Harsina, it wasn't Levim talking, the Levim were listening. They were part of the Why are they talking? And it's the Rabbeinu B'chai we just mentioned. Then why did we even need a Shvurus Arvis Moyev? Why did we need a second bris? It's because when Klai Yisrael said, Ela Lehechi Yisrael, they lost the original bris, they lost the original Shvurus. They weren't necessary, they didn't need it because Javed Levi was the Chmilah They never sinned with the Chet Egel. Because they never sinned with the Chet Egel, they didn't need a second bris. They still had Shvurus Arsinai. It was the rest of Klai Yisrael that didn't have Shavuos HaSinai. But they had Shavuos HaSinai. And that's why when it comes to the second bris, Sheva Levi doesn't have to be in the order. Well, Pasha learned Chumash. It's Vayadaber Moshe Vakayhanim HaLevi'im. I'll call Yisrael Lemar Haskez Ushma Yisrael. He says more over the Amish Dvarim, the form on that Pasuk. In Parshas Kisava, it's in Perich of Zion Pasuk. But regardless, these are the two Shavuos. So just to end with the Kasha, and that is, so at the end of the day, for Roiv of Klai Yisrael, Sounds like from this Medrash Tanchuma, the Rabbeinu B'chayi quotes, we don't have Shavuos Asinai anymore. So if that's the case, it's Hadrat Kushul Why does the Gemara always say that you can't make a Shavuos on a mitzvah because you're Mushbavayim and Asinai? No, you're not. You're Mushbavayim and Me'arvis Mayav. It's the Gemara, the Darm Dachafet. Now, Shevet Levi is Mushbavayim and Asinai. And then this is, this is Mamish, the, the Gedoyim's Kasha, the Marsha, and the Chida. They asked it regarding the Gemara, Nida Daflam and Amad Beis. But we're asking a different Kasha. The Chayra, it's not Shavuos Asinai. Well, here it is in the Shavuos Arvis Mayev. We'll end with a kasha.